Welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. All those who have joined our parish within the last year are invited to a new member night get-together this Tuesday at 7 p.m. Get to know other parishioners as you learn more about our parish and community covenant. See today's bulletin for additional information. There is a critical need for blood in our community. Our parish is holding a blood drive on Thursday, June 29th at the Parish Administrative Building. If you haven't yet signed up to make a life-saving donation, please consider doing so. There is information in today's bulletin on how to schedule an appointment. Assisting us today are our lectors, Nathan Wallish and Mark Stewart. Our altar server is Paul Kufta. I, Emily Leal, Santi Esteban will be your cantor. Our pianist is Sarah Sink Mars. And our celebrant is Father Pita Mwanga. Let us all now stand, if you are able, for the entrance procession and join with each other in singing our opening hymn, Glory and Praise to Our God, number 606 in the Blue Hymnal. Good evening, dear brothers and sisters, we are gathered in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
The Lord be with you. Welcome to this celebration of the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We pray that through the blessings of this holy sacrifice of the Mass, each one of us will be re-energized to fulfill our priesthood that we attained through baptism. And for the times that we haven't fulfilled our priesthood responsibilities, let us feel sorry and ask for God's forgiveness. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask the Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to life everlasting. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, our God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father, amen. Let us pray. O oh God, strength of those who hope in you, graciously hear our pleas, and since without you, mortal frailty can do nothing, grant us always the help of your grace that in following your commands, we may please you by our resolve and our deeds. We make this prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unit of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus. In those days, the Israelites came to the desert of Sinai and pitched camp. While Israel was encamped here in front of the mountain, Moses went up the mountain to God. Then the Lord called to him and said, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob, Tell the Israelites, You have seen for yourselves how I treated the Egyptians, and how I bore you up on eagles' wings and brought you here to myself. Therefore, if you hearken to my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my special possession, dearer to me than all other people though all the earth is mine. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. The word of the Lord. Thanks. 
Please join in singing our responsorial psalm, We Are God's People, which can be found in the insert in the back of the hymnal. St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, Christ, while we were still helpless, yet died at the appointed time for the ungodly. Indeed, only with difficulty does one die for a just person, though perhaps for a good person one might even find courage to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more then, since we are now justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath? Indeed, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, how much more, once reconciled, will we be saved by his life? Not only that, 
but we also boast of God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So, ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers to his harvest. Then he summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the 12 apostles are these. First, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. James, the son of Zebedee and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon from Cana and Judas Iscariot who betrayed him. Jesus sent out these 12 after instructing them thus, do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons. 
without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, once again, we welcome you to the celebration of the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And as we said at the introduction of this Mass, we want to pray for ourselves that we each will be energized by the blessings of this Mass so that we can faithfully, courageously, and zealously live out our baptismal promises, especially live out our common priesthood that we took on when we were baptized as members of this church. The first reading said, if you keep my commandments, you will be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. A kingdom of priests, a holy nation. That's what we are striving day in, day out to be. Faithful priests according to our baptism, and a holy people of God. Of course, dear brothers and sisters, you already know that there are two types of priesthood. First, the priesthood that we all share as children of God, as baptized children of God. It's often called the common priesthood. And then there is a second priesthood, the ordained priesthood, in which myself and Father Michael and Father Joe and others share. But today, dear brothers and sisters, I would like to invite us to focus not on the ordained priesthood, in which myself and Father Mike and Father Joe share, but in focus on our common priesthood in which we all participate. We all, the baptized, participate. The kind of priesthood that the first reading insinuated. A kingdom of priests, a holy people, The reading said, we will be that if we kept his commandments. Allow me, dear brothers and sisters, to single out two ideas that I want to share with us about this common priesthood. First, this common priesthood is a priesthood of sanctifying one another, trying to make one another holy, 
And then two, this common priesthood is about self-sacrificing. Sacrificing oneself for the good of others. Already, as you might have sensed, these two elements are not just unique, unique to the common priesthood, they are also, they also apply to the ordained ministry, the ordained priesthood. But I would like to invite us to look at these two from the perspective of our, of our common priesthood. I said, dear brothers and sisters, that our common priesthood is about sanctifying one another, trying to make one another holy, or probably holier. When the Lord was sending out the 12 in the gospel that we just read, he said to them, do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons. Do all these in order to make my people holy. Do all these in order to win for me a holy nation. A nation of people that are not tormented by the evil one, evil spirits, demons, a nation that is not tormented by the forces of evil and death. A nation that's not inflicted by the evil forces of spiritual sickness and blindness. Proclaim to them the good message, the good news of the gospel. A message that will help them purify themselves, make themselves holier and holier before their God. A message that will bring, that will bring them closer to me they are God. Now, that mission that was given to the 12 is the mission that is extended to every one of us that was baptized. A mission of proclamation. One of the most important duties of a priest is to proclaim, just as I'm doing right now, 
But as I said, I'm not focusing on the ordained ministry. I'm focusing on our common priesthood. Our common priesthood ought to be a priesthood of proclamation, proclaiming the message that nourishes our brothers and sisters spiritually so that they become holier. They become spiritually purer. They become a holy nation, a kingdom of priests. So that each one is a priest to the other. Each one sanctifies the other. Each one blesses the other. Each one makes the other holier. And we do this, dear brothers and sisters, both in word and in action. And when we think of words, the first idea that comes to mind is praying for one another. Words, pray. Pray for one another. That's one of the responsibilities that we bear as priests, according to our baptism, that we, we care for the spiritual well-being of our brothers and sisters, the spiritual well-being of our neighbor. We care. So we pray for them. Even before we give them any good pieces of advice, even before we do anything else, we first pray for them that the good Lord will inhabit their very selves. We pray for them in the morning. We pray for them in the evening. And perhaps at night before we go to bed. Pray for, pray for us. Pray for us. Dear brother, dear sister, pray for us all. Of course, we know that you pray for yourselves, don't you? But now pray for us. <laughs> Remember to pray for us, your brothers and sisters, here at, Saint, at Mary, Queen of Peace Parish. Pray for us seriously. Be our priest. Sanctify us with your prayers. Remember us. Remember our struggles. Remember our challenges. Remember our aspirations, remember our hopes, remember our fears. Raise all this in your prayers to God on our behalf. And we believe that the good Lord will hear you. And of course, after praying for us, then Speak to us good words of faith, good words of wisdom, heavenly wisdom. Of course, you can share with us also earthly wisdom, but first, heavenly wisdom. Share with us through your words, heavenly wisdom. Share with us the word of God 
share with us your understanding of the word of God. You were priest to us, just as <laughs> I am a priest speaking to you. You also are priest to the neighbor. Speak to her, speak to him. These words of faith, words heavenly, so that their souls may be nourished through your words, so that their spiritual life may be enhanced through your words of faith, words of spiritual encouragement. Don't fear. Sometimes some people fear to share their faith with others because they're not sure how the other might receive these words. Don't mind. Don't mind. Just share. As long as you are sure what you are sharing with them is good, is spiritual good news, share that news with them. They may not understand what you are doing right away, but perhaps later, even when you're out of sight, they might remember one or two words from what you said, and that might awaken them. Share, generously share, and share liberally, freely, and, uh, and in abundance. Share your words of heavenly wisdom. Don't fear to share these words. It's through these prayers, through these heavenly words of wisdom, that spiritual sickness in a brother, in a sister, will be cured. When Jesus told the 12, cure the sick, he knew that the 12 were not medical doctors, no. But he meant cure their spiritual sickness through, as I have said, your words and your prayers, and of course your actions. It's through these prayers, these words of heavenly wisdom, that those that are dead spiritually will be brought back to life. When Jesus told the 12, raise the dead, of course, he, he knew that they didn't have powers to, to raise the dead biologically, but he was referring to the spiritual dead. Raise them up. Give them a new lease of spiritual life through what you tell them, through what you speak to them, through what you speak with them. And of course, through your prayers and heavenly words drive out the evil forces that might be trying to ensnare your brother, your sister. Drive out demons, he told the twelve. And do all this without cost, without pay, because 
you in baptism received this gift of common priesthood freely, without any charge. What you received without cost, share or give without cost, meaning monetary cost. So dear brothers and sisters, that's the first idea that I wanted to share with us this evening concerning our common priesthood. The idea of pro proclaiming God's word to our brothers and sisters and praying for our brothers and sisters day in, day out without tiring. The second idea I said, dear brothers and sisters, is about self-sacrificing. Of course, that man at the center of our faith had to sacrifice himself on the cross for the good of us all. And ordained priests participate in a special way in this element of sacrificing themselves for the good of their brothers and sisters. <laughs> which is why, by the way, part of the self-sacrifice, which is why this idea of celibacy is still here with us. It's not easy. It's not easy to be a celibate the whole of your life. But it's part of the self-sacrificing. Of course, some people may have their own arguments, but I just wanted you to know that's part of this big component of self-sacrificing for a priest, a Catholic priest of the Roman rite. But beyond and above that, dear brothers and sisters, we, in our common priesthood, ought to take this element, this idea of self-sacrificing very seriously because it is at the center of our priesthood, just as it is at the center of even the ordained priesthood. For Jesus, it was giving up his life on the cross. For you, what is it? What is self-sacrificing for you as a priest according to your baptism? What are you giving up for the good of your brothers and sisters? What are you willing to let go for the good of your brothers and sisters? Family people, both men and women, already share in this 
idea of self-sacrificing by virtue of what they do day in, day out through their marriage covenant, through the sacrament of matrimony. That sacrament actually puts a heavy burden on the father and on the mother. A burden to bear the weaknesses of either spouse, but also the weaknesses of all their children and their children's children, the grandparents, I mean the, the grandkids. And also to share whatever they may have with all these people under their care. It's not just giving up uh, one's time, but it's also giving up even one's resources for the good of either the spouse or for the good of the children or for the good of the grandchildren and many others down the line, great-grandchildren and so on and so forth. These, dear brothers and sisters, are some of the ways in which we can understand this idea of sacrificing in the context of our common priesthood. Sacrificing for the spouse, sacrificing for the children, sacrificing for the great-grandchildren, and so on and so forth. But also, dear brothers and sisters, that sacrificing broadens, expands as our faith deepens. As our faith deepens, our understanding of self-sacrificing goes beyond the sacrifices we make for family. Because then our understanding of family too <laughs> expands beyond the household to start including most of the needy, those that are most needy in our community, in our neighborhood, in our church, in our city. Those become part of our circle. And when we think of sacrificing, we think of sacrificing for the good not only of my immediate family, but also for the good of this ever-expanding family of mine. Self-sacrificing. Offering whatever I have for the good of my brother, for the good of my sister, in need. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, these two ideas that I've just shared with you, the idea of sanctifying and the idea of self-sacrificing for the good of my brothers and sisters with whom I share the common priesthood, these two ideas ought to start 
being lived out here, here. You see, in the gospel, Jesus told the 12, do not go into pagan territory or into a Samaritan town. Pagan territory, Samaritan town, those were considered foreigners, strangers. But he said, go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In other words, start here. Don't think the problem is out there among strangers, among foreigners. The problem starts here. And it must be tackled from right here. It doesn't mean that our tackling of the problem will stop here, but it starts here. Start here, start here in, not even in Pittsburgh, but start here, oh, is this the south side? Yes, start here in the south side. Don't look yonder to Pittsburgh downtown or to Mount Washington. Or, no, look, start here. Start here. Start here among the people that you know. The, the, the next door neighbor. Start here. And then if you do it well here, then it will naturally expand. It will naturally grow. If you don't do it well here, your hope of doing it well there is, hmm, start here. So if you're praying, like I said, and you want to sanctify people, start by praying for people here in our church and here in, in the south side. And then you can, of course, later on broaden it. But start here. Because those problems of spiritual sickness, of spiritual blindness, of spiritual death, of spiritual, uh, uh, <laughs> the spiritual lepers are also here. They're not just there. Those that are tormented by evil forces are also here. They're not just over there. So start here. In other words, have the eyes to see what the problem is here and start tackling it here and now where you are. Start here. Do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house, of, to, to the lost sheep of this very house where you are, this very location where you are, this very neighborhood where you are. Start here. So start praying for us here in the south side. Start sacrificing for us here in the south side. Before I think of praying and sacrificing for people downtown, for people uh, in Robinson, in Robinson. No, yes, you can do that, but start here. Start here. Don't start over there and then start coming back. No, start here and then broaden out. Huh? Let us pray, dear brothers and sisters, that each one of us will be a priest to the other.
that each one of us will help the other become holier and holier. That each one of us, through their words and through their actions, will inspire many others to proclaim faithfully, courageously, and zealously the word of God, so that then, in the end, we will indeed become a kingdom of priests, a holy nation to our God. Now please stand. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for us salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He'll come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. God our Father, we your children now present to you some of our needs, always confident that you hear us. Our response this week is, hear us, O Lord, that the church may accept the call to be an instrument of peace, hope, and mercy throughout the world. We pray, hear, hear us, us, O Lord. Lord, for all fathers and all who fill a fatherly role, that they may be honored, strengthened, and led to mirror the grace and mercy of our Father in heaven. We pray, hear, hear us, us, O Lord. Lord, for the grace to be sensitive to the presence of the Holy Spirit, especially in the people and places that challenge us. We pray, hear, hear us, us, O Lord. Lord. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers, we pray. Hear us, O oh Lord. We go forth. As we celebrate Juneteenth this week, that we may rededicate ourselves to the cause of freedom and justice for all, especially for communities in which racism and inequity persist, we pray. Hear us, O oh Lord. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Lynn Black, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Hear us, O oh Lord. We remember today all parishioners and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. 
we pray. Hear us, O Lord. Calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail, Hail Mary. Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Please join in singing our offertory hymn, Sacred Silence, which can be found in the insert in the back of the hymnal.
Pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. O oh God, who in the offerings presented here provide for the twofold needs of human nature, nourishing us with food and renewing us with your sacrament, grant we pray that the sustenance they provide may not fail us in body or in spirit. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is true, right, and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, and Eternal God. For you laid the foundations of the world and have arranged the changing of times and seasons. You formed humanity in your own image and set them over the whole world in all its wonder to rule in your name over all you've made and forever praise you in your mighty works through Christ our Lord. And so, with all the angels, we praise you as in joyful celebration we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in the memory of me. The mystery of faith. 
Therefore, as we celebrate the memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, David, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unit of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Now pray to the Father using the words our Lord and Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our day bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy, we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, to set your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with your race. Let's offer one another the sign of peace.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Prayer for Spiritual Communion. Lord Jesus, through baptism, we are one in you and in each other. We believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament, the Word, and the Christian community. We believe that the power of your love has no limits. For those who cannot physically be here with us, we humbly ask you through the power of your most Holy Spirit, that in this act of sacred communion, we are all made stronger in our love for you and one another. Wherever we are, we are your church yearning through your grace to be your witness of your kingdom in our thoughts, in our words, and deeds. Please join in singing our communion hymn, Number 930, Taste and See. Number 930. Taste and see. See the goodness of 
worship the Lord, all you people. You want for nothing if you ask. Taste and see that the Lord is good. In God we need put all our trust. Let us pray. As this reception of your Holy Communion, O Lord, foreshadows the union of the faithful in you, so may it bring about unity in your church. We make this prayer through Christ your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. Please join in singing our closing hymn, number 769, Go Make of All Disciples, number 769.